This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 54 is brought to you by Blueberry Markets. One of the few benefits of the market being down like it is, is trading is usually fantastic for trend traders. And boy, is it. Do not miss this opportunity. If you still need a Forex broker or a secondary Forex broker, and you're outside of the United States, Blueberry Markets is the way to go. On top of that, they have two extra promotions going on right now for the month of June for new signups. There's a real nice loss coverage promotion going on, and then also a free giveaway for a MacBook Pro. All available to new signups for the month of June, so check that out in the blog below. I have more information on that. Uh, but above anything, get started, traders. And if you're inside of the United States, you guys already know I got you covered as well. Check the show notes for that link too. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I feel like I've prepped you guys for an economic downturn about as well as I possibly could have. Uh, but now that it's here, and people are feeling it, and emotions are high, and all of the horrible accounts on social media are flipping out, I feel like I still do need to talk about it from time to time. So what's the best way to open an episode like this? Uh, well, I don't really know, but what I can do is read to you a question I got on Discord back on the 13th of June. Uh, so actually, before I do that, just for reference for people listening to this into the future, it is June the 18th. Bitcoin has dropped below 20,000. Uh, a lot of stocks on the S&P have lost anywhere from 85 to 95% of their value. Fed keeps raising rates. All of these big investors and big companies that everybody thought were so great are all getting liquidated right now, and investors are rightfully concerned. So let me go ahead and read this question to you now, and then I will answer it the best I can on this episode. So the question reads, VP, it's scary how well-timed that defense video was quite a few months back, talking about diversifying into currencies, commodities, energy stocks, and gold. Played out beautifully. Thank you. Would love a video on your thoughts on the next six months to two years. Speaking with a lot of people on their plans and thoughts. I personally feel bullish when others are bearish. Everyone's bearish now. What stops the Fed from flipping on us? Or do we still have a lot of more pain to come? From an IRL perspective, prices of things are still very, very high. Fuel and electricity and also protein powder. Uh, but, as the demand increases, uh, but as the demand decreases, surely inflation comes down and surely the end of war announcement flips the whole market. I'm young, so my experience is very thin. But from what I've gathered, when everybody thinks one thing, the opposite tends to happen. And that was the end of the question. And uh, I do know this person and I don't think English is their native language. So it was, it was done very well, but some parts were a little bit tough to understand. Uh, and I will say that I cannot predict the future. Uh, despite having a fairly good track record, you know, understand a lot of my positions are down too. Yeah, and we spoke about this before. There's a very good chance market downturns take everything down with it, at least at first. And that's kind of where we are now. Uh, but I have no regrets buying the things I did because there's always the chance that you can be wrong. And also, what's going to be the first thing out of the fire? You know, I'm thinking it's probably commodities. And that whole thing can happen tomorrow. You just don't know. So you have to buy things, understanding that a lot of drawdown is probably going to come. That is the game we're playing as contrarian investors in the commodities and crypto space. So for starters, I have no regret buying the things I bought. And we will talk more about that toward the end of this episode. 
Uh, but let's get the doom and gloom stuff out of the way now because there certainly is some. Now, we have seen big drops in stocks all across the board, some worse than others. Uh, there's a lot of talk out there with the talking heads. Are we going to be in a recession? Are we not? You know, let's not worry about the classic definition of it. Let's just worry about what we see with our own two eyes. Now, I do think a recession is probably imminent, uh, but there are a lot of really bad things happening in markets right now, and these are things we all expected to happen at some point. You know, a lot of people have been calling these things for some time now. You know, even, you know, I hate to say it, your Peter Schiff's of the world, you know, your George Gammons, your E.B. Tuckers, you know, a lot of your gold bugs, a lot of the people you see on the Macro Voices podcast, uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth, you know, those people you know, that talked about this house of cards that we've built, you know, how the Fed had trapped themselves, and no matter what they do, everything's going to fall apart eventually. And the one thing they didn't really do is get the timing right. Now, please understand that nobody ever gets the timing right. Anytime somebody asks the question when, what they are doing is broadcasting to the world that they have no experience, which means they don't really know what they're doing. When they ask the question when and then remove the H, then I just assume they're mentally ill and then I move on. You know, the truth is nobody ever knows when. And if they try to make those predictions, they almost always fail. And yet the unfortunate part is that these people still get to have tons of social media clout and make a bunch of money because most people are idiots and just continue to follow them anyway. But I digress. I'm getting off track. Uh, here's the biggest doom and gloom piece of this entire episode that I can give you right now. Despite the huge drop we have already seen, I fully expected it to happen because of one of five things. I expected this whole thing to be triggered by an energy crisis or a food crisis or a housing crisis or a bonds crisis or a credit crisis or some combination of the five. Now, here's the scary part. We've had a huge sell-off already, and the energy or food or bonds or housing or credit crisis hasn't even happened yet. And I expect all five to happen. And oh, by the way, let's not forget, there's a war going on that could easily escalate. There are other wars that could proliferate from this war, and I fully expect that to happen sometime this decade too, probably sooner than later. So any one of those seven things can take all of these markets down even further. And yes, that includes crypto, because like we said before, the riskiest assets go first. But VP, Bitcoin is a store of value. Uh, okay, maybe by definition it is, but it's also the riskiest store of value in the history of stores of value. And I love Bitcoin. But you guys need to make sure you're not getting propagandized so much that you stop calling things what they actually are. That's one of the reasons I love bear markets, because everybody thinks you're full of shit when you say these things in the bull market. But then when everything crashes, they actually start to listen to you. Now, how long is this going to go? Um, again, you're kind of asking the question of when. I don't know. Um, but I think it's going to go on for a while. I think we could have one long kind of boom-bust echo thing going on, which I think would be tremendous for the long term, if I'm being positive. Um, but I think there is so much hurt still to come. I mean, remember those seven things I just mentioned that have not even happened yet? You know, sure, the Fed may start lowering rates again, and we might see a temporary pump from that. Because you have to remember, there's so many asset managers out there that just need to show some kind of alpha to their clients, and they're going to jump on the chance to do that. 
Um, but I think a lot of these macro people are right. You know, in the long term, it just doesn't matter what the Fed does. You know, they have made things so bad that even their manipulation cannot get us out of this. Let's not forget, they raised rates to fight inflation. It's the only reason they did it. They did not want to do that. Trust me, they wanted this cocaine-fueled party to just keep going and going forever. Uh, but they've been raising rates at a crazy clip to combat inflation. And how's that working out? I said it before, too. 2019 was peak lifestyle for just about everybody on Earth. The world is going to look a lot different from here on out and not in a better way. Now, I want everybody to remember, too, I have been wrong before. I look back to March 2020. Uh, when everything was crashing back then, I came out with a bear market video the exact day that we began a V-shaped recovery to the upside in a big, big way. Now, I will say to my credit, that was all artificial money that was the cause of that. And we had been pumping in trillions of artificial money during the drop. So it didn't seem to even work, but then eventually it started to work. Uh, but again, there are consequences for actions like this, and we are seeing them. Uh, and they will probably be pretty long and pretty terrible. You know, I would love to be wrong, but I don't think I am here. Now, we are a solutions-based podcast here, so let's start talking about solutions. You know, most of which we have already talked about, but let's review and let's expand on some of that. Uh, now, the very first thing that everybody needs to do, and we've mentioned this I don't know how many times, but you have to invest with a very long-term time horizon. We're talking like five to seven years on the low end. Now, I know some people out there have more of a three- to five-year time horizon, but understand, like we said before, that things rarely happen as soon as you think they do. So five to seven is much more realistic here. Uh, and if you can just learn to do that and invest money that you can afford to lose at the same time, everything changes in terms of your perspective. You understand that sell-offs like this are a good thing. Let's just look at crypto. We are losing companies in the crypto world when it comes to actual crypto companies that have their own token and uh, different investment firms that are heavily into crypto, we're going to lose a lot of those. And for good reason. They don't belong here. They are only good when things are good. And how hard is it to be really good at what you do in a raging bull market? Any dirty, scummy, piece of shit company can prosper in a raging bull market. And that's why they all pop up during raging bull markets. You know, get them out of here. You know, I don't want to move forward with companies like Terra Luna and Celsius and a bunch of other junk stablecoin and NFT projects polluting this market that has overwhelming potential to be the way we do things from a technology and payment standpoint for the next 20, 30 years. I'll sacrifice a few years of upside if it means getting these people out because they need to go. And hopefully we're going to see the same thing in the stock market too as we go forward. You know, we've already seen it a bit. We need a lot more of this. We also need to get the bad investors out. Crypto has already successfully done a lot of that. All the brand new people with no experience that need to get crushed to learn that crucial lesson because you're never going to be good long term unless you go through this and you feel this and you reevaluate the mistakes you've made. But either way, those inexperienced investors got to go. The weak hands got to go. The moon boys got to go. And most of all, the people using leverage got to go. Now, I'm not talking about trading. Leverage is a necessary evil in trading. We're talking about investing. You know, this happens every cycle. 
Back in 2008, people were leveraged to the tits on just about everything. That's the whole reason why that horrible Dodd-Frank Act came about. It was one of the sloppiest written bills of all time, but it kind of had to be made to prevent people from over-leveraging and adding all that fuel to a crashing market. You know, so when you see things sell off like this in a major way, even if it's really bad, you need to take that Jocko Willink approach, you know, take a step back, watch everything burn, look at it and just say, good. What is happening is what is supposed to happen, and it will ensure a better investing future for all of us. Okay, now perspective aside, let's talk about some of the things that we can do on a personal level. First off, learn a lot from the bull market. You know, as artificial as some of them may have been, you still need to take advantage of them. You know, hopefully a lot of us got in and took some profits on the way up. You know, I was able to do this with a handful of stocks and the majority of my crypto positions. You know, a lot of people who are freaking out right now didn't do any of that. So I just want to take this time to bring this up again. Also, I was getting some really high, albeit maybe unrealistic gains by staking a lot of my crypto, including stablecoins. You know, if it's there, take it. And then when things start to crumble, pull it out. You know, mission accomplished there too. I am currently not staking anything anymore, anywhere, until I start seeing things get back to normal. Actually, I take that back. I do have a little bit of money still in pancake swap. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with that just yet. Uh, but for the most part, I'm out. Sitting on the sidelines, waiting for a better opportunity. Who knows how long that's going to be, uh, but it is what it is. Now, as far as things you can actively do instead of, you know, all the things I just said not to do, I think now is absolutely the time to stack cash, which we have talked about. Uh, but VP, what about inflation? Yeah, what about it? You know, if over the last couple months inflation sits right around 7 to 9%, I'm stacking cash and you're stacking stocks and crypto, who's winning? You know, that whole big scary inflation number is a trap. I mean, it's not fake. But you shouldn't get spooked by it when everything else is falling at a much faster rate. You know, if you're actively stacking cash right now, you are officially winning by not losing. Uh, because newsflash, there's nothing that's actually going up. So whoever's winning is going to be the people who are losing the least. And I will personally be stacking cash until further notice. Any cash I make will get distributed between the different bank accounts I have. And I have a savings account that I put some cash in that goes straight to gold, uh, physical gold. Uh, when that number gets high enough to go and buy some. So my money is going to cash in different bank accounts and different currencies, don't forget, and physical gold in the meantime. You know, remember, a lot of this seemed eccentric you know, the, for the last probably three or four years while I've been doing it. But given what we've seen in the last few months, you know, how eccentric does it seem now? Honestly, probably still a little bit, but you know, do the things you have to do now and get them set up now before the whole world tries to do it and it's too late. Defense wins championships in the long term. And long term is the game we're playing. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't let a good crisis go to waste. I said this before. We're going to be coming up with a series of videos called Watchlist Videos where I tell you a lot of the things that I'm not buying buying, but I definitely have on the watch list for when the time comes. Now, here's the bit that might surprise you. I am doing a bit of a shift here. You know, I've said before, the time to buy is when your charts tell you to. And I'm still going to do that. But until further notice, I will be doing this with much smaller positions. Why? Because ever since this podcast has been in existence, in stocks and in crypto, we have officially been in a bull market. 
And really what we were doing was buying the dips. But in my opinion, we were doing it in a much more intelligent way than most people were doing it. Just simply waking up and saying, oh, price is down, I'll buy more. You know, no, we were getting it at a much better price than they were. But not only are we probably, and I don't want to say it out loud, but we're probably in a bear market, and it could be a prolonged bear market. And I'm certainly not going to be putting in full positions you know, when the overall trend is either downward or flat. And now this leads me into my next point. You know, if we are at or near a bottom and then everything goes up and, you know, the, the chance to get in at these prices is something we'll look back on and say, man, how could you have passed that up? Well, one, I'm not passing it up. You know, I'm just not going big, you know, when everything overall is trending downwards. But during the bull market before this, I'm very happy with the amount of stock shares and crypto that I was able to accumulate and keep. I am not super upset that price fell. And you guys know, it's it creates an opportunity for one, to get in at much cheaper prices and DCA down, which we love. And two, this is just the way I look at things now. You know, I do as much research as I possibly can. So everything I put my money down on, I am very confident in, in terms of what the future is going to be for these companies in the next five to seven years. So I'm not concerned about what their price is at right now. I'm concerned with how much of it I have. I like these companies. I like these positions a lot. And I just want more of them. You know, to me, that's the flex. You know, not did I 5X or 8X this position. How much of it do I own? Like we talked about in a previous episode, I like the company Energy Fuels a lot. And I just want more shares. I like Bitcoin a lot. I like Cardano a lot. I like Chainlink a lot. I want more of it. Fuck price. Just give me more of those things. You know, I'm pretty sure the alpha is going to be there when it's time. And because I have such a long-term time horizon, I can just focus on amassing more than me sitting there worrying about price and how much I have made or how much I have lost so far. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Um, but still, I am absolutely using my charts and not just saying, oh, well, things are really cheap now. I'm going to buy. Did you guys see my blog? I wrote a blog yesterday. You should go look at it. it talks about the 90, 95% rule. There's a lot of people out there simply buying things because they are cheap. And not to say that they're not cheap, but as we said before, they can get much cheaper. And these people are still going to find a way to get wrecked because their mentalities are all wrong and their methodology is all wrong. We want to do whatever we can to not be like them. Oh, and speaking of that, the ultimate defense, really, with huge economic downturns, is really when it comes down to it, rule number one, don't die. Stay in the game. Don't let them get you. And you do this by making sure you are not leveraged. You do this by making sure you are living below your means. And if you can, anything that is sucking money out of you constantly, get rid of it even if it hurts. You know, this is all about survival. The great wealth transfer is officially on, and you are not going to end up on the right side of it if your liabilities outweigh your assets. You know, as always, the poor are being targeted during this time, but the middle class are too. And most of the middle class, especially in Western countries, are paying way too much for their overhead. And the more of that you can get rid of, the more you can stay in the game regardless of how hard they try to take you out. 
So I want to make sure I added that piece in there too. On the final thing you can do, and it's something we can all do, because everybody here is aware of my YouTube channel, we can all trade. That's the best thing about trading, is it can survive anything. Market go up, market go down, does not matter. If you're good at trading, if you're good at trading Forex, if you're good at trading crypto, if you're good at trading stocks, and bonus points if you're good at trading all of them, not only will you have constant revenue coming in, you have a much better chance of doing that when things are chaotic, just like they are now. You know, no-nonsense Forex spawned probably hundreds at this point of professional traders during a time when things were not chaotic. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next two to three years holds from that standpoint. And if you're voluntarily missing out on that, then RIP. Not sure what to tell you. So there you have it, contrarians. Stack cash and precious metals if you can. Be ready to take advantage of low prices when it's time to, but be cautious on that front, I would say. Take this time to get your overhead as low as you possibly can get it. And just adapt the mindset of all the people who have been successful throughout all of these different economic downturns. You know, in the fitness community, they always say summer bodies are made in the winter. And on that same note, real wealth is curated and cultivated in bear markets, not bull markets. But VP, that's crazy. I saw all of the people on the Twitter with the Lambo and the... Yes, yes, Junior, of course you did. Contrarians, we know better. And we know this mentality is the furthest thing from crazy. We saw this whole thing coming a mile away. We positioned and prepared ourselves for this monetarily and mentally. And we were and will continue to be very early.